15 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Washington outside left, Roethlisberger has time, throws to the back of the end zone and it is hard for a touchdown by Holmes! A minute remaining and they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 what is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Let's join with my man, Swerving Irving Washington. We here, we ready, NCAA. Let's get it. Playoffs are upon us. Championship Saturdays are headed. Championship Saturdays coming up, and we got rivalry rivalry games coming. So you know it's going to be a, a, it's a good, fun time to be alive for college football. Yes, yes, and I want to say uh, happy evening to everybody except for the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Fuck those guys, dude. Oh uh, man, I'm glad we didn't bet on the Warriors too. Such a Curry, Curry dropped a fifty ball. They still lost by double digits. That's horrible. Oh, they got they got a lot of issues. We've uh we've talked about it thoroughly on on Temple of Hoop every last couple of weeks. The Warriors are just uh they're not a good basketball team right now outside of outside of Mr. Curry. Um yeah, shout out to Naples and Temple of Hoop. Make sure y'all tap in. Yes. Definitely make sure you tap in. I don't know if I'm going to be back on there. I don't know if their normal host is coming back on, but I may be back on there. I may not. If not, definitely still tap in. It's a good show. Yeah, need him to come on here for uh, playoffs and bowl season and all that. I know he watches football. Uh, not He's a more of a Cowboys fan than anything. That's really Oh, weird. I know that. I'll be watching his tweets. <laughs> I, think he, I, think he, I think he tied a deck, too. Um. You know, his emotions on football change week to week. <laughs> you just never You're a know. Cowboys fan. What, what you expect? <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with him. Um, I do have to mention we are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your seat. What a novel concept in 2022. We love it. I love it. Everybody loves it that uses it. We're giving you two free beers, basically. Just tap in with us. Tap room. Promo code T-A-P-R-O-O-M. That's two free beers, basically. You're welcome. And thank you. Um, with that being said, this is the college football show of the week. We are here. We are. We got two weeks left of regular season college football, Irving. We got this week, and obviously next week is uh, Thanksgiving, and that's that usually wraps it wraps up the season. Then we go into bowl season, man. The title picture is coming into fruition. Yep, it is coming into fruition. The college football playoff came out with their new rankings. This is their third rankings um, this season. I'll run it down real quick. They got Georgia number one, obviously ten and zero. 
Ohio State, number two, 10-0. Michigan, number three, 10-0. TCU, number four, 10-0. The only 10-0 teams in FBS play all top four. Um, Tennessee, number five on the outside looking in. LSU, eight and two on the outside looking in at number six. USC, number seven, nine and one, with m- probably the most clear path to uh, to get in there outside of the, the top four that are in there. And then, uh, you know, the committee loves them. Some Alabama, so they got Alabama eight. Clemson, number nine. Utah, number 10. Penn State, number 11. Oregon, number 12. North Carolina at number 13, which also maybe has a path. I know that their 13 is a very long shot outside looking in, but they do kind of have a path here. So what's yeah. your... What's your thoughts on this on this week's rankings here? I'm not surprised. Like I said, they're going to continue to angle and do their best to get two SEC teams in now. But the thing that would upset the Trump card is TCU winning out and USC. If USC wins out, they be they will beat three straight ranked opponents. They'll be 12 and one and a Pac-12 champion. So I don't see how you would put Tennessee in over them, seeing how they didn't make their conference championship. And we would have beaten more ranked opponents than them with these last three if we went out. And if TCU loses, it's all bets are off. I think if TCU lose, then Tennessee and maybe USC get in along with the winner of Michigan and Ohio State and Georgia if they don't lose to uh, – I think if, even if Georgia lost to LSU, I think they still make the playoffs, honestly. Yeah, they probably – well, that's – I mean, that's something that really hasn't been discussed, but that is something that is – it's kind of interesting because if LSU beats Georgia, then you probably have LSU Georgia, the winner of the Michigan Michigan Ohio State game, and then if USC runs a table, they get in. If TCU runs a table, they get in. If both those teams lose, then probably you either have Tennessee in there, so you have three SEC teams, <laughs> and, a, and a winner out of Michigan and, and Ohio the winner State. of Michigan Ohio State, unless. Unless unless Michigan uh, loses in a very close last-second game to Ohio State, then you probably have both Ohio State and Michigan in there. And then yeah, it had to be like a Utah-USC loss, like a one-point loss on a two-point conversion on the last play of the game. It would have to be hella close. However, I don't see – I just don't see LSU beating – yeah, I don't see LSU beating Georgia either. It's like that would be like that'll be one of the biggest upsets in recent memory, honestly. Yeah, on that on that level, especially as far as you know, Power Five upsets because Georgia is an overwhelming favorite right now to not just make it to the playoffs, but actually win the national championship. So yeah, and I mean, as the season progresses. Like, LSU's wins don't look... Like, yeah, they beat Alabama. But aside from Alabama, who else did they beat? Mississippi State? Like, that's their next best win. And Mississippi State, like, they fall. And they beat Ole Miss, too? Or they lost to Ole Miss? Uh, That's right. They beat Ole Miss. But Ole Miss sucks, dude. Yeah, Ole Miss, yeah. They was they overrated as hell. So, yeah. So, yeah. I wouldn't... And they beat all those teams at home. Like, they haven't played a good road team all year. And then they just struggled on the road. Didn't they just struggle on the road against Arkansas? Arkansas, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right about that. But that would cause a bit of chaos because that would mean, well, TCU would have to lose, and then that would be 
all nothing but chaos because even narrowly even opened the door for one loss Michigan. Yeah, the only the only way that opens up a one loss Michigan team, they have to lose that game by a, a couple. Yeah. They have to yeah, lose that game. Goal. Yeah, that's the only way they're getting in if they lose. And then if Ohio State loses at home to Michigan, there's no way both those teams yeah. get in. No way. Yeah. USC wins out. Like they they basically control their own destiny. Um, yeah. Well. Not really, because TCU still has to lose for them to get in. Because if TCU wins out, they probably get in. And then, well, I mean, even they kind of control their own destiny. Yeah, but even if TCU wins out, then the loser of Michigan and Ohio State would fall below USC if, if, if USC wins out. Unless they lose a close game. Because yeah. the committee's, like, in love with Michigan. Even though Michigan, they, it, they, they played the worst schedule of anybody. In like, FBS. yeah. That, that's 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 highly that's that highly ranked. They played the softest fucking schedule. Like, yeah, they we're played talking, Hawaii, Colorado State, and who else was ahead in non-conference? Uh, Colorado State, Hawaii, and they played um, UConn. Yeah, <laughs> UConn actually looks pretty decent at the end. Yeah, of the UConn year. is actually bowl eligible now. Just shout out Jim Moore; he's doing a, actually a, doing a pretty damn good job. But still, I mean, like you know, not a good, not a great FBS team. Um, and then all also like all their tough games they've like had at home. You know, they had Penn State at home. They had well, they had to go to Iowa, but Iowa fucking worst offense in in FBS. Um, they had to, uh, you know. In the big, let's be honest, dude. The Big Ten is down this year, right? Absolutely down. So, path is open for USC. That's all that matters, kind of. All right, let's hop into some of these games this weekend. We got uh, Baylor. Uh, they're at home against TCU. So TCU obviously undefeated, ten and zero straight up, eight one and one against the spread, six and four to the over. Um, Baylor six and four straight up, six and four against the spread, seven and three to the over. Um, right now, Baylor catching two and a half points on at home. The total is fifty eight. What do you think about this game here? Uh, it, I'll be shocked if TCU loses this game because Baylor isn't the same team that they were last year or even a year before. They lost a lot on defense. Their quarterback, we've seen that he's not the quarterback that we thought he was going to be. And for some reason, they choose not to run the ball, and that really helps them on offense for some reason. They fall in love with the pass, and it just goes downhill from there. Who, Baylor? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The thing with Baylor is, like, they're an, they're an interesting team because, like, obviously Blake Shaping got hurt in the West Virginia game. He's back. Um, they are coming off uh, a beatdown. A beatdown of Kansas State. <laughs> they got destroyed. Yeah. Um, but that Kansas State team was 100% healthy. I think if that team stayed healthy, they would probably be undefeated right now. Yeah, they, they'd be up there. Um, but, I mean, Baylor's offense, in my opinion, is is like a pretty solid offense. Yeah, just their play calling is terrible sometimes. Yeah, that is true. Um, they're rushing the ball. You're right. They're they're really good. Point predictive points on average, twenty third in the country. Um, rushing play rate thirty six. Success rate twentieth. Explosiveness explosiveness eighteenth. And then against the run, they're really good too. 
Yeah, see, but then the problem with them is they give up leads really fast, so they got to go away from the run and try to pass the ball, and their quarterbacks aren't accurate, and they can't sustain drives, and then you get Kansas State happening, them getting their asses blown off the field. Yeah, against the pass, they're not that great. That's a, that's a struggle. They're uh, 35th in predictive points, I mean, uh, 61st in predictive points against they're 77th in success rate against, and they're 50th in explosiveness against. So, I mean, they don't give up a ton of explosive plays, but they do give up a lot of uh, yards. A lot of yards passing. And obviously, TCU, 18th in predictive points against passing the ball, and they're fourth in explosiveness. Um, and, and TCU also, they're, they're not bad running the ball. They're pretty underrated running the ball. Yeah. They're way above um, FBS average in running. But. TCU does struggle against the run. Yeah. So that could be a huge point of emphasis here. I don't know, man. I feel like this game is a 12 Eastern kick. If this was a nighttime game, I would like totally hammer Baylor, dude. Hammer Baylor with the points. But I still like Baylor in this spot. I know it's crazy, but... But they'll have to get an early lead and run the ball. That's the only way they're going to be able to stay in this game. Yeah, and Dave Aranda's a good coach. And I don't know, there's just something about this TCU team, dude. Like, it's a little fraudulent, in my opinion. <laughs> they are. And, I'm not going to say they're just head and shoulders. And when we did our Big 12 preview show, like, I was like, dude, TCU's going to be, like, one of the most improved teams in this in this conference. Yeah, because of the coaching. Sonny Dykes is a damn good coach. But I didn't think they'd be this good, bro. Yeah, I didn't see them being ten and zero to start the season. No, not at all. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a little crazy. I just I think I got to take the points in this in this spot, dude. It's the home home dog conference game, Baylor. You know. I know I, that they have no. Uh, Blake Shapen coming back. I could see him putting up a good game. But I just don't see them beating TCU. Unless TCU turns the ball over. If they wait, I I'll, I'll be honest. If they came out like they did against Texas Tech, then Baylor can definitely win this game. But if they come out sharp, start fast, put up some points early, well, if they get the lead at any point in the first half, I think it's gonna end up being a 10, 14 point game. Last week could have been a letdown spot too. It could have been a letdown spot looking ahead to this TCU game. Because not only that, but after this TCU game, Baylor has Texas. Right? So they got two games. Big, big teams. Yeah, so I don't think they're going to have a letdown. I think it's not going to be a blowout. I just think TCU is going to gut it out and get a tough victory on the road like they did against Texas. If TCU wins this game... They have uh, Iowa State next. They probably then, win that, and then, and they, then they would play. Who don't who who would they play in the Big Twelve Championship right now? Would it be Kansas, Kansas State, State or Kansas State? Okay, the team they would have lost to if they didn't lose their Two first and second string quarterbacks. So that'll be interesting. I don't know. I kind of lean. I kind of lean Baylor here, to be honest. I'm not gonna lie. the The total at 58, I think, is a little low. Yeah. 
I think that this honestly, could be a honestly, shootout. I like that over, honestly. Yeah, the over is probably probably the best bet here. If I had to like make a play on this game. Mm-hmm. It does kind of worry me though that like they sh- they completely shut Texas down last week. <laughs> yeah, they did. And uh what's the name's offense is nowhere near as good as TCU. So <laughs> I mean, Baylor's offense is nowhere near as good as Texas, or they don't have nowhere near the talent that Texas has. So. No, I, I would I would say it's close to Texas. I mean, both Texas and Baylor had bad games last week. You throw those games out. I mean, yeah, but we just looking at star rating and talent on the field and what. Well, sure, but compared to Texas, it's not that close. But Texas is coached by Sarkeesian, and we said in our preview show that they were going to lose some games they should win because they're going to not. They're going to be coached. They're not going to be coached well. Yeah, they're going to get out coached. So, and they consistently do that. However, Dave Aranda is a better coach. I think that. I think Baylor's issues have been like they haven't been healthy all year, right? And then obviously they lost a lot of talent last year in the, in the draft and and guys moving on, um, you know, graduating and stuff. So I think they, I don't know, man. I'm not gonna write off Dave Aranda in this spot, dude. I think this is a big game for Baylor here. I like Baylor. Give me Baylor two and a half. Uh, give me the over, but I've put a gun to my head. I'm taking TCU. Right. And shout out to Desmond Howard and shout out to Sammy because both of those dudes had Baylor in the playoffs. <laughs> Man, I haven't heard Sammy in a minute, dude. Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> no, he, he commented on a couple of uh, on a couple of posts lately, but he mostly in the group chat. So, dude fell off after all his teams fucking stinking it up, except for the Celtics. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our uh, our next game. We got Georgia heading into Kroger Field in in Kentucky to face the Kentucky Wildcats. Georgia ten and zero straight up, six and four against the spread, three and six one three six and one to the over. Uh, Kentucky six and four straight up, six and four against the spread, one and nine to the over. The team that doesn't score a lot of points this year. Right now, Georgia lane twenty two and a half on the road. The total is forty nine. What do you think about this one? Uh, this could be bloodbath McGrath from uh, Wild Wild West. Um, Kentucky just lost to Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt had a, I think it was like a twenty-some game losing streak in SEC play, something like that. It it was bad. So this could they could bounce back though, because as we know, Georgia can't fall asleep at some times. Yes, they can. Uh, Kentucky does have an NFL talented QB. They do have weapons on offense. Are those weapons going to be healthy and effective? That's another question. But if Georgia comes in and plays like they're supposed to, they're they're favored by twenty one on the road. Twenty two and a half. Twenty two and a half. They. They could cover, but I see uh, Kentucky putting up a fight and at least covering this game. I don't think they win, but I do think they cover the 22 and a half. Yeah, I agree. I think they cover the 22. Um, I think this is like a total letdown spot for Georgia for the simple fact that like they could lose this game and still be in the SEC championship. And I'm not saying that like they're going out there like, oh, it doesn't matter. But there's definitely some kind of – you yeah, know. they can get caught slipping for sure. Yeah, because they, they, this is their, this is their last. Uh, well, no, they, they have uh, K- Kentucky, Georgia, or they have Kentucky, Georgia Tech, and LSU, and then LSU in the SEC championship. 
But if they lose this game, it doesn't even matter. They're still playing in the SEC championship. They could lose to Georgia Tech, who's fucking sucks, which isn't going to happen. They could literally fucking sleepwalk that game. I just think this is a letdown spot, dude. On the road, 22.5 points is a lot of points. And obviously, Kentucky is going to be, like, up for this game. This is a 3.30 Eastern kick. This is 12.30 Pacific. So it's going to be more of an evening-type game. That's that's super disrespectful. Yeah. And then the total is only 49, dude. So you're telling me that you're you're expecting this game to be 29-7 to or 22-7? to They basically they basically saying Georgia's going to score all the points and Kentucky won't get Kentucky's anything. Gonna, and Kentucky's going to score ten or less. Yeah, I just don't see it, bro. Like I think that the, I think they're going to cover this game. I actually like Kentucky plus twenty two and a half. I think that is like best bet material, especially on the at home, dude. I'm sorry, bro. Like, nah. home dogs this year against the spread one seventeen ninety seven and six fifty four percent against the spread. Hmm. And this is a double digit spread, right? Georgia yeah. double digit spreads this year. Georgia as a as a uh, twenty one or more fi- a favorite this year, three and four against the spread. Yeah, honestly, if I would have to bet this game, I think, like you said. 22 and a half for Kentucky at home. That's disrespectful. They're too talented to be getting blown out by anybody by more than 22 points, let alone at home. So I think they're going to come out fired up. I don't think they win, but they, I definitely got them covering that 22 and a half. Yeah, I agree. And keep in mind, Georgia struggled against Mizzou on the road. Yeah, they did. And Missouri fucking talk about a dog shit team, dude. That's a dog. They just got a good defense. That's it. I mean, a decent defense. Wouldn't even consider it like a good defense. Well, they got a like top 40, top 30 defense. So, <clears throat> all right. Next game. Let's move on. So, we both got Georgia, I mean, uh, you, Kentucky covering, right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually like that. All right. Texas versus Kansas. Texas heading into David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium to revenge their loss where Kansas Jayhawks beat them last year. David they Booth. Them. Who's who's that stadium named after? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully not John David Booth or whatever his name is. <laughs> no, no, his name was John Wilkes Booth. Oh, John I know he had brothers, right. so I hope that um, they didn't name it after one of his brothers. So Texas is six and four straight up, six and four against the spread, four and six to the over, and they're one and two straight up on the road. Kansas, on the other hand, six and four straight up, seven two and one against the spread, six and four to the over, and they're four and one at home. Keep in mind, Kansas did go on a little skid because they were missing Jalen Daniels. Yeah, they haven't been the same team, and the thing that Kansas can't do, Texas can do at an elite level. So Texas can run the ball with pretty much the best of them. And Kansas gives up well over 200 yards a game on the ground. So, I don't – if Quinn Ewers, only thing they could do is make Quinn Ewers force him into mistakes and they can if they can turn the ball over. But if Texas don't turn the ball over, bro, Kansas can't stop the run. So, I think Texas wins this game. Well, I would hope they win this game. I also would hope that they have, like, revenge on their mind after Kansas, like, just flat out embarrassed them last year. 
I do think that this nine points is too much. And this this line, though, is telling you that Jalen Daniels is not going to play. Yeah. So Dean is definitely playing. So if, if he were to play, this line would obviously move. Um, you're right against a run. Kansas, not that good. Uh, they are 110th in predictive points against, 113th in success rate. And then against a passer, not very good either. They're 105th in points per game, uh, points per uh, on average, and success rate 116th. But on the flip side, Kansas is good at running the ball, and they're good at passing the ball. Obviously, that is also when Jalen Daniels is playing. Um, ah, nine's just too much for me, bro. Nine is too much. I, I can't lay that. I would probably honestly take the under here at 63 and a half. The under? Yeah. It's Big 12 football, though. It is. I mean, I don't like any of these games. I don't like any of these. If Jalen Daniels played, it, w- it would be totally different, dude. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would just change the the total trajectory of this. Uh, Bean, I mean, he's been decent, but he hasn't been great. You know, I don't know. Like, dude, nine's just too many points. Yeah, a lot on the road. If anything, I was this would be an under over game for me because I do expect Texas to win, but I don't think they win by double digits. Um, let me see here. How many points are we giving up here? Kansas giving up nine point five or ten now. They're giving up thirty point four points per game. Kansas yeah. giving up twenty one point three points per game. Yeah, I kind of like the under here, dude. Honestly, I'd probably lean Texas too, but nine on the road is a lot. Give me the under. I like the under. I like the under in this one. Under sixty three and a half. It's going to be cold out there, too, so it's going to be hard to throw the ball. I don't like what Quinn Ewers has been. Like, dude, he's just so Jekyll and Hyde, bro. It's hard to back Texas because you never know what Quinn Ewers you're going to get. Yeah, that's why I've been staying away from them the last – I thought – I picked them to win last week because I thought that was going to be the game where TCU uh, came back down to earth, but they stepped up and won a pretty, pretty, pretty good win. So, yeah, I'm not – I'm not – Confident in Quinn Ewers no more at all. He stunk it up, dude. He was awful in that game. Yeah, I think his first 10 passes, he only completed one pass or some shit like that. He started 0 for 8 or 0 for 9. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. That is terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like the under here, dude. I, I think that Texas will be able to score, but I don't think Kansas will be able to move the ball as well. Um, I just don't want to lay the lay the nine on the road, dude. Yeah, I'm not laying nine. But I would, I would lean not with it. Texas. Yeah, I would, I would lean it. But I mean, like, you look at all the 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 predictive stats, and it's like everything tells you to take Texas, dude. But I mean, everything told you to take Texas last week against TCU. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you just never know what you're gonna get out of fucking Texas. These guys are fucking. Idiots, dude. Fucking just dog shit coaching, bro. How long till 
How long do you think till uh, Sarkeesian gets fired there? They probably give him another year or two, honestly, because they can't fire him now. Because they fire him now, they're gonna lose Arch Manning, and they're not trying to do that because they, they went all Quinn in Ewers, to get that dude, kid. So. Is a five star quarterback, and that's who he wants to be coached by. So I say he'll be there at least till uh, the end of uh, Arch Manning's freshman year or sophomore year. It's just crazy to me how good Quinn Ewers looked against Alabama. And the way he looked now, you wouldn't even think he's the same player. Yeah, it's crazy. It is absolutely fucking just mind-boggling, dude. Um, All right, let's talk about this next game. Interesting one. Miami Hurricanes versus the Clemson Tigers. Uh, Miami heading into Clemson. Miami's 5-5 five and five straight up, 2-8 and eight against the spread, 4-6 and six to the over. But they are three and one on the road. Clemson nine and one straight up, five and five against the spread, five and five to the over, and they're five and zero at home. Currently, Clemson is laying nineteen points. The total is forty eight. I don't see how Clemson will be a twenty point favorite over anybody at this point because that offense is too jackal and Mister Hyde. And Miami can, when they're playing like they're supposed to, they can have a pretty sound, pretty good defense, and they can definitely get after the passer. So that's going to be one of the keys to the game. Can Miami stop Clemson? Because the first thing Clemson wants to do is run the ball. They want to establish dominance at the uh, the point of attack on the line, and they want to take advantage of you with the play action or run um, their RPOs off of the uh, off of the run game. Now Miami can stifle their run game and make DJ drop back and have to pass. Then I would give them a shot to actually. Probably win outright, but I definitely see them covering that 19. Yeah, I, I like Miami with the points here too, dude. I just think it's too many. Um, you know, Clemson does want to run the ball, obviously. And they struggle against athletic defenses. Yeah, and Miami is 37th in uh, predicted points against against the run and 30th in success rate against the run. So I don't think that Clemson is just going to be able to run the ball down their throat. My only concern with taking Miami is that offensively they fucking suck. Yeah, they not they not gonna score a lot of points. Honestly, you'll I'll be loud. They'll be lucky to score twenty one. Yeah, seventeen. I think they score between seventeen and twenty. Well, I mean the total honestly. is forty nine, so they're not. No one's expecting this to be a barn burner, which is why, like, I think nineteen points at or the total is forty eight. Yeah. So you're expecting this this game to be twenty one, or I mean. uh what? 24, 21, 24, 17, no, 24, but, they're, the, like but the line is, is expecting it. If the total is 48, the line is expecting it to be uh, 39 to 9, basically. Yeah, and Van Dyke is healthy, right? He's questionable to play on, on Saturday. But okay, well, Garcia just can't turn the ball over, man. That's the only problem he's been having. Yeah, and I I also feel like this is the kind of game where, like, it's a team in Miami that's just dead in the water. They have nothing to play for. Yeah, they're going to come out motivated. They yeah, don't dude. have no expectations. This is like no their Super Bowl, bro. Pressure. They just get to play loose and play free and let the chips fall where they may. Like it. Like Miami here, bro. The only reason why I wanted to talk about this game because I thought this was a an interesting spot with that spread in the total, dude. Yeah. It just didn't make any sense to me. All right, let's talk about our next game. We got a big 
Pac-12 matchup here. Huge in- implications. Uh, we have the USC Tro or the UCLA Bruins heading into USC, heading into the Coliseum to face. No, it's at the Rose Bowl. Is it? Yeah, I was at the Coliseum last year. They scored sixty points on us. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, you're right. For some reason, I rode down the other way. All right, we got USC at UCLA. Uh, right now, USC laying two and a half on the road. UCLA plus two and a half. The total is 76. Um, right now, USC nine and one straight up, six and four against the spread, seven and three to the over, and they're three and one on the road. UCLA eight and two straight up, six and four against the spread, seven and three to the over. What do you think about this one? This is going to be either a shootout or you see USC defense gets healthy, shows up, and takes advantage of a weak uh, UCLA offensive line because these last two weeks, they've looked pretty suspect up front, especially at the tackle position. And USC is down, is top ten in the nation in sacks, so they definitely have to get after those two um, those two tackles. And USC, they got to establish the line of scrimmage from the get go because Chip Kelly is definitely going to try to run power and try to run the ball down USC's throat, and that opened up DTR in the passing game. So that'll be the key thing to watch at the beginning of the game. Can UCLA block USC's pass rush? consistently and give DHR time in the pocket to throw or can USC hold up in a run game against a pretty physical running running team in UCLA. But UCLA looked at terrible against Arizona so yeah, well the I mean the interesting thing in this game dude is that UCLA is not good against the pass. They're 81st in predictive points against and they're 101st in success rate. And on the flip side, USC is one of the best passing teams in the country, 8th in predictive points against, 12th in success rate, 55th in explosiveness. Um, and they're also good running the ball. The problem with USC, dude, is that they are just so fucking dog shit against their run. Like, they cannot fucking stop the run if their life depended on it, dude. I That is, it's a major concern. 120th in predictive points against, 120th in success rate, 105th in explosiveness against. Not good. That is definitely the Achilles heel of that defense, and it's gotten worse since Gentry hasn't been playing. Yeah, Gentry got to come back. Um, That's going to be an important thing. To be honest, I think the wrong team is favorite here, bro. I'm not going to lie. I... Thought USC would be like a, at least a three point dog on the road. I don't understand why they're a two and a half point favorite on the road. Because uh, you, the people's watched like US. Because if, if you watch UCLA the last the last two weeks, they haven't looked good, and it's probably due to their D coordinator having some type of illness. He's not in the room right now. They have Clancy Pendergrass. As their acting D coordinator, and he's Sucks. one of the worst, most stubborn dudes when it comes to adjustments and, and play and schemes. Yeah. So that definitely probably going to work in USC favor. So I don't know, man. I started off skeptical about UCLA. They played that trash um, preseason schedule, and they almost lost to South Alabama. They went on a roll since then. They beat Washington. You probably like, maybe this team's for real. 
But when you watch them versus Oregon, and definitely when you watch that last game against uh, when you watch that last game against Arizona, even even they struggled against Arizona State. Arizona State was moving the ball, scored a ton of points. It's just they couldn't stop them. I mean, we the struggled sport, against Arizona State too. Yeah, but we didn't allow thirty six points though. Gentry should play on Saturday, by the way. Yeah, I know he's been practicing, so I think he's gonna play him and Mario. If him and Mario plays. Honestly, I don't see UCLA making enough stops on defense to be able to win this game because the way they looked versus Arizona and that mobile quarterback and um, uh, Jaden Delore, he was scrambling everywhere. And then on a third and 18, they rushed two, and he ran around and just found an open receiver for a big game. So, yeah, man, it – I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think USC covers and win by, like, I'll say maybe a field goal or between a field goal and a touchdown. I want to take the over so bad. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of points scored, but if it gets to the point where UCLA can't block USC's front, and then I think the under might be – the uh, the over might be in jeopardy, unless USC just keeps scoring. Now, we get into the 50s. And they get into the twenties or the thirties, and it'll dead. Yeah, but the thing is, is like I don't think UCLA is ever going to be down enough to the point where like they just have to drop back and pass. So that run defense or the running aspect of their game is going to be able to counter. It could be because no, don't forget DTR can be turnover prone at times, and he fumbles too, especially when he doesn't see the pass rush coming. So. If they I mean, turn the ball over once or twice, then they're, yeah, they're eighth they in can... they're eighth in havoc again on offense, dude. So they don't turn the ball over a ton this year. Yeah, not this year, but don't forget he is turnover prone and he could easily go back to being that DTR at any moment. I'm gonna stay away from the from the line here. Probably play the over if I had to make a play here. I know it's a ton at seventy six, but I think this is gonna be similar to the Utah game where it's gonna come down to whoever has the ball on the last possession, dude. I can see that too. I don't think there's going to be much. I don't think there's going to be many stops. This might be the most entertaining game all year, to be honest. That could happen, but watching UCLA the last, especially last week, because I watched a lot of that game. Yesterday's a let. Last week was a letdown spot, dude. They were looking ahead to USC. I wouldn't say just a letdown, bro, because they couldn't block Arizona. (laughs) Like, let's be real, like. Arizona has a decent pass rush. They got Hunter Echols used to be at USC. I mean, we struggled That's, versus Arizona too, though. You know what I mean? Like, but we didn't let them live in our backfield. It's gonna be a close game, bro. I think the wrong team is favored. I even, lean, if it, even if it is a close game, I don't see them winning because that defense is can't stop nobody. No, nah, it can't. But neither can our defense. So unless it's we, Colorado, we get more stops than UCLA. We get a lot of turnovers. We're gonna have to rely on turnovers. I, I lean the. I, I got a the only the only bet I'm gonna make on this game is the over. Number one, I don't bet on USC or against USC. But I just I think this game is gonna be a high scoring game. It's gonna come down to who has the ball last. Just like the Utah game, very similar to the Utah game. But if Our, they play like they played against. Arizona, it could get ugly. Oh, for sure. But, I mean, if we play the game like we play against uh, fucking, you know, whoever else. Yeah, Cal, we definitely fucking lose. We play the game like we did against fucking Arizona, we lose too. 
Like, we haven't looked that great. We look good against Colorado. Arizona, we were super banged up, so I get why we didn't look that good that game. Cal, I don't know what the hell happened because we was only holding them to seven points in the third quarter. Then shit just got out of hand. Way out of hand. Um, All right, let's move on to our very last game here, another Pac-12 matchup with uh, Pac-12 title implications here. We have Utah heading into Oregon. Oregon just lost their first Pac-12 matchup in fucking like seven years to Washington last week. Um, right now, Utah is laying one and a half points on the road at Oregon. Oregon catching plus one and a half. Total 61 and a half. Oregon on the money line plus 105. This line tells me Bo Nix is not playing in this game, dude. If Bo Nix isn't playing, you bet the house on Utah. I like the over. For, He's not honestly. even on this injury report. But that doesn't. this line doesn't make any sense. Why is Utah a favorite? Probably because Utah beat UCLA, beat, beat USC, but they did lose to UCLA though. Yeah, and and Oregon, all their big games has been at home. Probably Oregon just lost to Washington at home. Maybe that could be it. But they're they're at home here. I know, and they just lost at home to a team that's not better than Utah. They're not going to lose two games in a row at home. Well, you never know what can happen. The difference Last time was, Utah played them, wasn't they at home and Utah beat the shit out of them? No, that was that was. Oh no, that was that, that was, was in Utah. Utah. Then they played again at the Pac-12 championship, and Utah stumped their ass again. Yeah. But you know, the last two games, Utah's had their number. Now, Different not coach. this Utah team definitely had the Utah team of last year because the defense is nowhere near as good. But Oregon. Or you can't know. stop. It just pass, depends. Dude. It just depends on if they can run the ball. If they can run the ball, then I think it's going to be a close game. But if they don't run the ball well against Utah, and they got to depend on that defense versus Utah, then I can see Utah winning this game by a touchdown. I like Oregon here, dude. Give me the points at home. I think Oregon's a better team. Um, they can. Well, Nick's not playing. Yeah, but I mean. He- I don't even see him on this injury report. And at the same time, dude, like, their backup. Well, college is, under reports injuries all the damn time. So we wouldn't yeah. know until damn near game time if he was playing or not. But I don't know. Do they believe in Thompson enough to give I him would, the keys? Dude, I thought Ty Thompson should have been the starter last year. Yeah, he should have. But when you bring in Dillingham and what's the name is his boy, I'm pretty sure they gave Knicks every opportunity to start. Yeah. I don't know, man. I got to take Oregon here. They're too good at home. Utah, like, they're just not, like, they're not as athletic as Oregon, dude. They're not as dynamic. You know what I mean? And they're on the road. That's true as far as wide receivers go because Kincaid is a damn good tight end. Is but he like playing, said, though, or if he's been out? He, he oh, had he's that, not playing? He had that well, old, he ain't, oh, hell he had that yeah, shoulder injury, Oregon, remember? He ain't playing. I don't know if he's playing or not, but remember he had that shoulder injury? Did he yeah, play last he, week? And I think he missed the last two games too, so. Let's, on, let's see. Kincaid, Utah. Let's see here. Kincaid, Utah. It says he's determined to play. Hmm. He didn't play last week. Determined to yeah. play this week. Determined, so not doesn't doesn't say he's gonna play or not. Well, if he ain't playing, give me Oregon. I'm gonna be keep it real because 
I don't believe in nothing else they got offensively. I don't believe in nothing else they have offensively besides their running backs <laughs> and Kincaid. So even Rising, he we know he could be turnover prone, especially when he gets under pressure. So if he's not a hundred percent healthy and they got no Kincaid, then yeah, Oregon should definitely win this at home. And Oregon's biggest weakness is passing the ball. And Utah they're not the greatest passing team, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're an efficient passing team. They're not an explosive passing team like Washington. So Yeah, they're 116th in explosiveness against the pass. They're 10th in success rate, seventh or 37th in predictive points added, but I don't know. They're, they're not Washington. And, and uh, yeah. Penix is a much better passer, in my opinion, than, than Cam Rising. Way better. So I, I like Oregon here. I like Oregon plus the points. Yeah, gig, yeah. Or well, give me Oregon at home too, if, especially if uh, Kincaid's not playing. Yeah, yep, I agree. Let's go, y'all! All right, let's get a couple best bets for uh, out of these games we talked about earlier. Uh, my best bets will be I'm gonna take uh, USC money line, and USC I'll also line. take. Uh, All right. Give me. Uh, TCU minus three. TCU minus it's two and a half. Minus two and a half. All right, I'm gonna go with Kentucky plus the twenty-two and a half, and I'm gonna go Oregon plus the one and a half at home. I think they're gonna win that game. I think it's gonna set up a USC versus Oregon. Pac-12 championship in Las Vegas, which I will be attending. So anyone that's there, I'll see y'all there. Hopefully, USC got a win against Utah. I shouldn't be, I mean, against UCLA. I shouldn't be fucking counting my chickens before they hatch. Um, So I won't do that. Apologize. USC is not going to beat UCLA. Thank y'all for joining us. Well, you uh, said USC not going to beat UCLA? Yeah, well, I got to say that because if I count my chickens before they hatch, then that means... USC's gonna lose, dude. You know what I mean? So I got you. Reverse jinxing it. You know what I mean? We're gonna reverse jinx it. Thank y'all for tapping in with us. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your seat. For swerving over in Washington. Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads. I'll be back on Sunday with Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. We'll be breaking down the NFL Week 11. Irvin and I will be coming out with our uh, college best bets tomorrow. So make sure to follow us on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow Irvin at Swervin Irvin TSP. You can follow myself at Jordan Rules TSP. We'll be putting those up there. And then we'll be putting our NFL best bets up on Saturday. We appreciate y'all. Make sure to subscribe, like, all the content. Thank you for helping us out. We appreciate y'all. Five-star rating always helps. Hell yeah. That's true. Five-star rating on Apple. Bump us up. Let's go. We'll see y'all next week. Have a blessed weekend. Let's go. Let's go.